morning to all of you. Very good evening from India. Uh, welcome to the Dreamer podcast. Uh, we are here with Brand Pinwudik. And uh, Brand is an award-winning director, veteran television producer, number one best-selling author of The Three Minute Rule, C-level sales and presentation coach, keynote speaker, top-rated podcast host, and a columnist for Forbes. He sold more than 300 TV shows and movies, run a network, helmed one of the largest production companies in the world and was named to the Hollywood Reporter's 30 most powerful reality TV sellers. He has taken the life, business and storytelling lessons he has developed during his Hollywood career to help hundreds from Fortune 100 CEOs to PTA presidents simplify their messages and pitch their business, product or service in three minutes or less. Oh my God. I mean, that is so so impressive yeah brent, certainly when you say brent, it like that it sure sounds impressive oh my god and brent you are uh one of the biggest dreamers in the world i can see i mean uh based on just your, your profile and what you have done and what you're doing right now uh uh we are so fortunate to have you on dreamer podcast uh i quickly want to dive into the three minute role you know to be honest i mean it's so exciting uh like all your years of experience, everything, uh, you are saying that we can simplify that and pitch that uh, in three minutes or less. Tell me how, how's that possible? Well, it really is based on the way that human beings interact with information, right? We effectively make decisions in a three-step process. We conceptualize, we act, uh, conceptualize, contextualize, and then we actualize. So when you make any decision, any decision in life, you have to understand what the pro what it is you're looking at. You have to understand why it's going to affect you. And then you make the decision on what to do. If you're going to pick out what to wear today in the morning, you're like, okay, what's my day going to consist of? You conceptualize that. You realize like, so how do I want my clothes to perform? Do I want to be warm? Do I want to look stylish? And then you decide which one fits. Okay. And so to do that, our brains automatically put those processes in place. And so in the three minute rule, what I teach people is how to take your information and mimic that decision-making process. You put your conceptual pieces up first, then you contextualize it, and then you actualize it. And the human brain starts making decisions in those first three minutes. In fact, I mean, anybody listening will know as someone come to pitch you an idea and in the first 30 seconds, you already have that yes or no in your mind, or sometimes the first 10 seconds. But what you want to do with the three-minute rule isn't just about shortening it to three minutes. It's about extending your audience's decision-making process throughout your information pattern so that you can get up to three minutes before they start think thinking yes or no in their head. So that's really what, what's so important is just to simplify your message, get to the core elements, the most valuable statements, and let your audience find the conclusion you want. Right. And that's... That's so awesome. I mean, often uh, we find it hard to, you know, because when you are in love with an idea or a business or a product, you have so many things to say and you don't know where to start with and what to focus on and what not to focus on. Yeah. So to be able to do that under three minutes and make sure that the investor or, uh, you know, whosoever is listening to you is interested to know more about you and your product or service. I think that is a, uh, that's going to be super super helpful of course uh 
my question to you is you have done so many things you have been a tv producer you have been an award winning director you have done so much being a host uh, you have uh, coached so many people where did it all start like it always starts with a dream what was your very first dream like when you were a teenager or what i think i just i wanted to be successful like i wanted to do well at something and what i found is i missed the mark in my youth as a teenager or in my early 20s i just could never find success mostly because i just wasn't mature enough to understand the process that it took i wanted to always take the shortcut i wanted to always get to the end result and never wanted to go through all the hurdles um so i tried so many different businesses and so many different ideas because i could see the picture i could i could dream about what the end goal looked like and what the result was going to be and i thought i could plot a path there and i didn't respect the historical elements that people who have been there before have gone through and the sort of the gauntlet they have to run to get there i just and when you're young you don't have that wisdom so i was beating my head against the wall many times trying to find success so i think it really just boiled down to i just wanted to be good at something i just wanted to be accepted i just wanted to find a way to unlock my potential and so I struggled with everything until I came to America. And when I finally came to America, the system here was more accepting of potential and ideas and and risk and all of the things that, you know, my personality gravitated towards. And so once that started, once I started to be accepted and recognized, it fueled me to be better and to become the best and to learn the most and to be and just it was what i was driven for for many years it was just i just wanted to be good at it because that just felt so good to finally find an a lane that i could excel in wow i mean that's a huge advice to anyone you know who is just starting up i mean we often seek for shortcuts you know when you are in a you know early early days of your career entrepreneurship yeah. you always want shortcut for success success but uh, you know being able to you know perceive that consistently and patiently i think uh, that leads to success and that's what you have done well you know i um i speak to a lot of high schools and I, and i speak to high schools across the country and one of the things i do the most often with them is i talk about you know how many of them think they could be youtube stars and mm-hmm. that you what people do on youtube is easy and and they all think if they put their mind to they could be a youtube star it's like well how many of you are youtube stars now how many of you have real followings it's like none and there's a reason because you look at that and you think that's so easy what the kardashians do or what you know jake paul does on the internet or what any of the youtube stars you think it's easy because it looks easy you're seeing the end result and you don't have any respect for the process because you don't even know what the process is so in your mind you're like yeah anybody could do that and so when you get into that mentality you miss and you don't respect the work and the effort and then that's fine if you're at a you know you're with your friends and you're making jokes about YouTubers what's not fine is if you decide you want to go be a YouTuber and you don't do the research and you don't understand how much work it is and all you see is the end goal and you're like this is amazing i'm just going to put up some content and have a million subscribers and make $500,000 a year and it's like mm-hmm. uh that's not how it works and a lot of people in life do that exact thing they see the end goal i want to own a restaurant it'd be fun to own a restaurant and be the big man at the restaurant and then it's like well you didn't do any of the hard work to get there 
television is the same thing. People want to be a television producer. They want to be a movie director. It's like, oh, you just show up and do it. You think like, you think what I do is, is not a skill that has to be developed. You just pitch a TV idea and you think that's how it works. Like, no, life's not like that. Right. Now, often we are very fascinated with the results, the matrix basically, and uh, we are not willing to do the research and put in the hard work to do that. So I want to ask you, how does someone who is so fascinated, uh, you know, Instagram and social media and wants to genuinely do that, how does someone uh, be motivated, be inspired to do it consistently? Because you're going to hit a lot of failures because, before you test the success, right? Uh, so tell me about that. Well, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is time and sort of expectation, right? Like if I asked you without the context and I was like, hey, if in five years, would you be okay with this, this, and this in life? If you could make that in five years, they'd all be like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. What a great success my business would be or whatever. Okay, great. But when you start to lay it out for them in an actual time frame, like this is what you're doing this week and this is like three months from now, they they don't equate the same ramp up speed. They they want to be there in five years, but they want the journey to go like this, and then five years, not a yeah. grinding it up till you get there. And that's what it looks like, right? Time and energy and you have to put it in before it starts to amplify. And my life is exactly like that. Like it looks like a big, huge success windfall for Brant Pinvidic. And I get that, except for I got, I, you know, I was out of the house at 17 years old. I've been running businesses since I was 14. And I was completely and totally broke till I moved to this country at 30 years old. So do those 15 or 16 years don't count where everything I did didn't work and all the skills I was developing that time I was amplifying. And like, I didn't make a million dollars till I was 40. So mm. it's like, okay, so that's 25 years of grinding. And now, okay, now everything's working great, but it's like, uh, yeah, I, I earned that, you know, like it wasn't like I just walked into it. And I think everybody's journey is like that for success for the most part. And so if you can't get yourself to accept that and to understand that you are in for a very unpleasant ride, because if you can't accept the, you know, the time frame and the limitations that you have, it, the world doesn't care if you can't accept that. It's still going to take you that long. You'll just trying to find the shortcuts will just take you the longer way to get there. And that's really just really hard for people to get. You know, the world's just different today. It's just a very competitive space. There, nothing is easy. You know, right. and, 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 I, and I make the comment all the time when I'm stage, you know, anybody who's selling you something online, telling you how to make money based on the way they made money is probably not making any money. That's just right. the reality. You know, right. if, if you're thinking like, well, why don't you just keep doing this? Why are you selling it? It's because everything's difficult. And all of those things are not real. So that's just, it, it's so much better when you can get your mindset into doing the work and believing in the outcome than believing in the outcome and figuring out how to do as little work as possible. A very interesting thing you said that you made your first million dollar when you were at the age of 40. Did you, so when you were 30, 35, did you always know that you're gonna reach at that stage? You know, as a dreamer, like you, 
I mean, I thought just from the years of failure, I kind of thought that I would, you know, be a millionaire someday, but through sort of like compound interest or, you know, like just gaining there someday. Like I lost the idea of that a while ago, like when I was in my early twenties, cause I just thought like, there's just no, there's just no path for it here where I was. Right. And everything was just a, was a grind. And so I, I, my goal, I thought if I could make $2,000 a month for the rest of my life, I'll be fine. I could live like this. You know, that was my, that was my attitude. And that right. would have been success for me. Right. So, so would you say that humility brought you to where you are today? Oh, nobody who's ever met me would ever use brand and humility in the same sentence. So I have to say, no, um, it's more about delusional optimism. And I speak a lot about this is that when you face adversity, it either penetrates you or it doesn't. Right. And that's, it's the kid in high school getting teased. You either let it ruin you and you believe that what they're saying is true, or you learn to be like, not factor that in. Right. And as kids, we learn to like, just cause someone calls us a name doesn't mean that name's true. And mm -hmm. it's surprising in business and life that we don't have those same skills where if things aren't mm -hmm. going well, that you're just like, yeah, that's fine. It'll be better tomorrow. Like we don't develop the same skills as we do as a kid to, de to stop people from teasing us. But I, I sort of learned that early that it was like, I always believed it was going to work out. I never believed anything was that bad. It, it just, the delusional optimism of like, it would, it'll always turn around. That kind of thing helped just emotionally get through all that kind of stuff, right? And then, you know, when you, when you find what you're supposed to be doing in life and the people you're supposed to be around, like it's easy. Life becomes easy then. You can't get out of the way of money. Like it all works. Self-awareness is the key, basically. Yeah. Right. Wow. So awesome. Uh, what is your current dream? Like, what's your dream? I guess. You know, what's your dreams in life? And at this yeah. stage, so much. What is your dream? Like, your next big dream? You know, my next big dream is actually to try to be smaller in my acceptance of things, right? Like, I make a joke all the time when I'm on stage and I train a lot of high performance um, CEOs that if you are okay in life, and you can be satisfied in life if you don't own a private jet, then you probably will never own a private jet because the people that own private jets are not happy with them. They want a bigger one and they want a shinier one and they want a faster one and they want a newer one. And that is the curse of success, right? And I think that I was, I've been on the treadmill for a very long time and getting off of it lately and doing the book and, and focusing on my charity and, and things like that is helping me to realign my goals for the future and try to live a more high performance, high intensity lifestyle, as opposed to only being that way in the office and in work settings. So for me, it's like, I'm trying to stay in the relentless pursuit of enjoyment and letting go of the pursuit of monetary success and status success. And so I'm balancing those things and I've been, I've been having, I have a couple of really good years like that. And so I, my, my dream is that I can get into that place where I really 
am focused and and comfortable with exactly where I am and what's going on. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Uh, we have a lot of dreamers listening and watching this. I want to sum it up with like, what are the three tips you would give to a dreamer? Any three tips who has huge dreams in life and wants yeah. to achieve great things and also want to become happy all the time. Uh, three things. Um, the biggest one is, is a phrase I coined called reasonable probability of success. Reasonable probability of success. Meaning if you have a dream to do something or achieve something, you have to have a reasonable probability of success. If you're not honest about that with yourself, you are in a lot of trouble. And I, and I use this example when Lady Gaga won the Academy Award and she gave this heartfelt speech about how nobody wanted her and everybody told her that she wasn't going to be good enough. And if she had listened to the nose, she never would have pushed past. And, and I was thinking like, you irresponsible, self-entitled, like I can't believe you are telling people out there in the audience to follow their dreams and don't listen to people saying no. It's like, uh, you're one of the greatest singers in the history of the world and people were telling you no and you barely made it and you just sort of scraped by. Uh, so what do you think people who are average singers or reasonably good singers are gonna be like? If they don't listen to the no's, if they don't listen to people telling them you don't have a reasonable probability of success, then they will spend their lives chasing something that's not attainable. And that is hard because the world is built on inspiration and telling you, you can do anything and you can achieve your goals. Just set your mind to it. It's like, what? No, do not buy into that. You will not be the next LeBron James. You will not be the next Ed Sheeran. Okay. That is not going to happen because if it was going to happen, it would already be on the way. And there's only a few of those that come. What you can do is don't believe that you can do anything you put your mind to. Believe and accept this, that anything you do, you should put all of your mind to. And that's the thing is focus. Is that if you have reasonable probability of success and you have actual dedicated focus, you will be successful. Those dreams you have will be real. But what people do is they have splintered focus. I'm guilty of this as anybody, is that they have 14 different projects going. They are a jack of all trades. They have a lot of irons in the fire. And it's like, guess what? They'll never work. You will have run a whole lot of plays to get really close to scoring the touchdown or scoring the goal, but you'll never get it in the net. That's the reality is most people don't focus enough to make it. And we did a television show called Blue Collar Millionaires, which was incredibly wealthy people that had the most odd, mundane, blue collar, simple jobs that you would have never thought that they would make them so wealthy. And the one thing they all had in common was this focus. They did one thing. They were trash compactors or they dug ditches or whatever it was they were doing, but they didn't do anything else. They became really good at that and expanded what they did and how they did. And they didn't have 15 other businesses going and they were a bunch of irons in the fire. It's like they found what was going to work for them and they did it exceptionally well. Right. Right. Is there a way to measure the reasonable probability of success? Like how do you measure that? I think, I mean, listen, that's, that's, that's really hard because you have to deal with your own self-doubt. And I wrote, I wrote an article for Forbes about that, about how 
you know, self-doubt is damaging, right? When you're doubting yourself, but your gut, your gut instincts are, are real. Like you need to know if this could actually happen or not. And, and sometimes it's about listening to others as well. And it, it is like, it depends on the industry you're in, right? If you're one, if you want to design a new electric car and you're not a scientist or you're not in the EV industry or you don't come from that space, like, why would you want to do that? Right. And the last thing you want to do is you want to, you don't want to hear a story of somebody who magically invented something on the side of the road that they didn't even know and turns into be a multi-billionaire. Like you don't want to know that. That story will give you false hope. That's the guy who goes to the casino on his very first day and he wins $10,000 at playing roulette or blackjack. It's like, that's the worst thing that could happen to you in life. Cause now your brain is telling you, I gotta go play blackjack. You know, and that's like, that's the way the world is, is that we see people's success stories. You look at me and you like, how did you get there? And it's like, well, you can't follow my roadmap. All you're looking at is my highlight reel. And if you pattern yourself after my highlight reel, you will be disappointed. So I think it's like, if you, if you're going to do something, just at least be honest about the parameters that could be in success or the amount of work that can needs to get you there. Right. The first step is reasonable measuring the reasonable probability of success. Second is focus. And what's the last thing? Is sort of time, time management is time management and expectations are very difficult. I mean, I usually say when I'm, like I said, when I'm teaching my students and stuff, I would say, you know, the, the biggest thing is to do more than expected. And that is a little bit of the time focus as well, is that people tend to do the very least amount of work they can get away with and be judged. And that is the sort of our nature, right? And when you make a habit of doing more or doing excellence or doing, or you know, performing at a high level, whether someone's watching or not, that will be recognized. And usually when I'm speaking to students it's about sort of the workforce or getting in the job force, and they just don't understand that like everything you do is noticed, even when you think no one's watching. So things are gonna take more time. If you can manage your expectations of that and perform at a high level because that's good training for you to perform at a high level, then that's a big portion of finding success. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, those are some amazing tips. I want to conclude with the book, uh, The Three Minute Rule. Uh, please tell us, tell our listeners where they can get the book and why they should read it. Just please tell us that. The book is available everywhere. You can get it on my website at 3minuterule.com or Amazon or Barnes and Noble or any of those bookstores. That's great. Um, listen, I think it's a, it's a communication style. Anybody who needs to pitch or present any idea to anybody for any reason, to be able to understand how to tell a story like a Hollywood storyteller does and convey your message clearly, concisely, and accurately in three minutes or less will impact every aspect of your life. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Brand, for your time. Really appreciate that. Uh, please go and follow Brand. Uh, he's on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Please go and read his book. I'm definitely going to read his book. I am an author as well. And I really, really love to read uh, you know, uh, nonfiction, self-help and entrepreneurship books like this. 
So I think this is going to help us dreamer, uh, dreamer as well, uh, you know, to understand this. Uh, thank you, so, thank you so much, Brand, and uh, we look forward to having you again sometime. Excellent. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me.